Good evening. Welcome to Pure Heart Ministries. This is Don Noble. I am pleased to be with you this evening. Tonight I have a special message for you, and I believe this is a message that will bring great hope and encouragement and joy to your heart. I've titled this message, Sing a New Song. Grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy our time together. Have you found yourself scratching your head and wondering how things could possibly improve or possibly even get better? You've become so sure that there is no way out of your mess to the point that you have dug in your heels and said to yourself, I may as well accept the inevitable. There's no hope for this situation. There's no way out of this mess. Or maybe your story may be one of failure. And you've even said things like, I failed at getting good grades in school. I failed making the starting position on that team. I failed to make my parents proud of me. I failed to listen to my grandmother's advice. I failed at the last two business ventures I embarked on. I failed at being a good mother. My marriage failed. I failed at saying, please forgive me, to my coworker, to my boss, my spouse, to my closest friend, to my pastor. I failed to acknowledge the special talents of my children. I failed to say, I love you all those years when it would have taken just a moment of my time. I failed at every sport I tried. I failed the tests to get that promotion. Why am I so familiar with all the ways of failing? Well, because I personally have experienced failure in so many ways. And when you fail so many times, you can even develop a fear of failing again, and it stops your forward progress, or it causes serious procrastination. I have struggled with both. I have experienced that pain that cuts both ways. You see, my mother was a high school cheerleader, and I wanted to follow in her footsteps. So I tried out to be a cheerleader in the seventh grade. No, I didn't make it. So I tried again in eighth grade. Again, I didn't make the cut. I tried again in ninth grade, and I finally made the cheerleading team. I'm not even sure why I kept trying. I was in an eighth grade track meet. My great aunt from Yugoslavia was in the crowd, and I was proud to have her there. She taught gymnastics, and she was a very disciplined teacher. Well, as I got in position for the 100-yard dash, the gun went off. Somehow I faltered, and... I never got up and ran. I remember feeling so embarrassed, so embarrassed 
that I had failed. And I had failed in front of my aunt. It's a bad feeling to feel. And as I grew up, there were many more of those faltering moments, huge ones, where I was left feeling so embarrassed. I even recall a time when I was supposed to give a speech. I was in my senior year of nursing school. When I got up to give the speech, I somehow could not deliver the speech. I just stumbled and fumbled, and I just stopped. And I remember my teacher being so angry at me and, again, feeling so embarrassed. Maybe you can't relate to what I'm saying. Then, again, maybe you can. Well, I have a word for you from Psalm 40, verse 3. David wrote, He, referring to the Lord, He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Let's look at the context of that verse. In the prior verse, verse 2, David writes, He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock. David, this great lover of God, David had failed many times, and he failed in a variety of ways. He failed at his marriage. He failed at being an honorable leader and sent his best captain out to purposely be killed so that he could hide the sin of impregnating that man's wife. David failed as a parent, and yet his heart cries out, He has brought me up out of the, out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. Notice that it says, He brought me up up out of the horrible pit. And that's important because when we are down and we are depressed and we are disappointed and we are hurt, we are so down that it is hard to get up. Sometimes it's even physically hard to get up. So when David says, he, the Lord, has brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. Wow. David is saying, I've been in a really bad place. I've been in a horrible, horrible pit. I have been so down that they, I thought there was no way out. And that's what you may be thinking. I am so down. I don't think I can come up out of that pit. I don't think there's a way out for me. But then David wrote, He set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. And what David is saying is, He planted me firmly in him. And he alone established my steps or the path, the direction that I was to head into. And then David said, he's put a new song in my mouth. 
When David says, many will see it, what are they going to see? They're going to see the testimony about what he's singing about. See, you can't put a new song in your mouth if you're still in despair, if you're still sad, if you're still depressed, disappointed, believing that you are an utter failure, believing that there's no way out of your mess, believing that sometimes people even believe that the Lord has left them, that he no longer cares for them. And they begin listening to a voice that is not the voice of the Holy Spirit, but the voice of lies, the father of lies, the one who begins to put seeds in their heart and mind to begin to think that there's no way out, that God has forsaken them, that God is not paying attention, God doesn't care. Have those thoughts ever crossed your mind, that God doesn't care? that God isn't concerned about you or your situation. Oh, he's concerned about everybody else, but not about me. Have those thoughts crossed your mind? See, when, when they do, when we take those thoughts captive that the enemy speaks, those lies, we begin to believe them so much that it's impossible to get up out of the pit. It's impossible to come up out of the miry clay. And you can't sing that new song unless you believe that he has done an incredibly new thing. So things have to turn. They have to turn around. And your perspective has to change. And you have to begin to believe the truth instead of the lie. Because when many hear it, when many hear about the testimony, they will fear. For goodness sakes, they won't be scared. They will be in such awe about what the Lord has done. It will cause them to trust in the Lord for themselves. You see, when they see the testimony of your situation, where you have been so down and out, so discouraged and full of failure and full of fear. And suddenly the Lord puts a new song in your mouth. You come up out of that mire clay. Your feet are set upon a rock. It will cause people to begin to trust in the Lord because they're looking at your situation and they can trust in the Lord for themselves because of the new song in your mouth. Today is the day to say to yourself, I'm not going to sing that old song, I'm a failure, and I know it. See, there are some old songs that we keep singing that same tune. We keep singing that, humming that same old song, that same old song. But God desires to put a new song in your mouth. He desires to do something new in you. I want you today to say, I'm singing a new song. I want you to make that confession. I'm singing a new song. There's a new song in my heart. 
There's a new song ready to erupt out of me. My heart is beating fresh and anew. My heart is alive with the joy of the Lord. I want you to make these declarations because as a man thinketh and as he says, so is he. My heart is singing heaven's song. My heart is in rhythm with heaven. See, when your heart gets out of spiritual rhythm, and we know that a normal natural heart can certainly be out of rhythm. People have all kinds of issues with heart irregularities, some of which become very serious, require lots of serious medications, sometimes require a pacemaker, and then when they really get lethal, they require a defibrillator. Well, your spiritual heart can get out of rhythm just like your natural heart. And when you are out of spiritual rhythm, oh, it's a jumbled mess. But when our heart is in rhythm with heaven, the Holy Spirit wants to give us a new song to sing. Now, here's an encouraging word. If you have your Bible, you can look up one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament in the Old Testament by the name of Zephaniah. And this is what Zephaniah writes in the third chapter, the 17th verse. The Lord your God, in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Oh, I love that. That's so encouraging. See, even if you make that declaration, if you make that a personal declaration and you say that to yourself, and I would, I would encourage you to say it out loud. The Lord rejoices over me with gladness. He will quiet me with his love. He rejoices over me with singing. Make that declaration over yourself. It's powerful. Now, in the book of the Song of Songs, there is the Song of the Bridegroom. Remember that Jesus is our bridegroom. And as he sings a love song to his bride, who is the bride? The church. As he sings a love song to his bride, the church, and there is the song of the bride to her bridegroom, when she says, set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is as strong as death. You see, when the bridegroom sings over his bride, the church, that's us, the church, it often it often releases encouragement, affection, and the embrace of God that, now watch, that causes us to continue on in our journey with him. You see, when you know that the Lord is singing over you, he's singing to you, his bride. When you know that he's singing to you and singing over you, that encourages you and it causes you to have a sweet affection for him. And by doing that, it causes you to continue on in your journey with him. Lest you be despaired and discouraged and disappointed and 
all the other things. When we sing a new song to him, we are declaring God's goodness, his acts of kindness. And this is the important thing. And we are testifying of the Lord's goodness. That's why David said, many will see and fear and trust in the Lord. So what you have to understand is, the new song that the Lord puts in your mouth, you see, your song helps others regain their song. Many will see and fear and trust in the Lord. When they see your testimony, when they hear this new song in your mouth, it will help them regain their song. Your song helps revive a new song in other people's hearts. That's why you've got to get the new song in your mouth. Because you have an obligation to help other people. See, this journey is not about us. It's about doing the will of the Father. It's about helping others. It's about other people, not about us. The first recorded song in the Bible is the Song of Moses in Exodus 15. And you can turn there. And when you see that song of Moses, it's a long song. Moses has a lot to sing about. He is singing in this context. This song was written in this context. They, the Israelites, he and the Israelites have just, just crossed the Red Sea. And they are looking back and watching that wall of water come crashing down on Pharaoh's army and their chariots as these waters return and overcome them. Listen to what the scripture says there. It says, not so much as one of them remained. Not one of them remained. All of Pharaoh's entire army was wiped out. So Moses begins to sing. And this is what he says. He says, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. If you just make that your song right there, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. You see, Jesus has triumphed gloriously. He certainly has, because his death on the cross, the shedding of his blood, and his resurrection seated now in heavenly places with his father seated at the right hand of God and we as we await his glorious return I tell you Jesus has triumphed gloriously listen what Moses goes on to sing he says the Lord is my strength and song and he has become my salvation he is my God and I will praise him. Oh, there is a lot we can learn from Moses. God had put a new song in his mouth. There had been 400 years of captivity of his people. The, the people of Israel had been in the captivity of the Egyptians for 400 years. And now they've just crossed the Red Sea. 
They've just watched Pharaoh's army be swallowed up by the water. And Moses, right prior to all of this, remember that he has spent 40 years in Midian, right? 40 years when he left um, Pharaoh as a son of Pharaoh. He spends the next 40 years in Midian just kind of wondering what would really become of his life. And now he is in position to lead these people to the promised land. Look what he says in verses 11 through 13. If you have your Bible, you can you can look at these scriptures. This is very, very encouraging. Moses says, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. You, in your mercy, have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. Interestingly, Moses has no concept of redemption in the true sense that we understand redemption. In this, in this um, scripture, when he says, you've led forth the people whom you have redeemed, they were redeemed from death, right? They were redeemed from captivity. In the natural, that is. And we as the church, we have been redeemed from captivity and we have been redeemed from slavery so that we will have eternal life with him. I want to say this to you, and I want you to listen carefully to me because I, I have had a lifetime of failure, a lifetime. But I don't care how many times that you have failed. It doesn't matter. Don't look back at the failures. Don't look back at the missteps. Don't look back at the times that you have faltered. Look ahead to the successes and allow God to put a new song in your mouth. And when he does, you begin to sing it back to him and praise him with all of your heart. Praise him, praise him, praise him. The scripture says, come, let us magnify the Lord together. I want to encourage you that when the Lord begins to put that new song back in your mouth, we know that we have an enemy, an adversary, that will want to come and steal that song right out of our mouth. But this is what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to find a friend. I want you to find a friend that is strong in the Lord, someone who is mature in the things of the, of the Lord, someone who's seasoned, someone who is uh, battle-tested. You see, because you're in a battle. This is all about a battle. And the enemy wants to win this battle. But God wants to put a new song in your heart to show you and remind you that you are victorious. You have the victor, Jesus Christ, living in you. So you, we should always be victorious. But oftentimes, 
times the enemy comes, he lies. We believe the lie and tries to make us believe that God has forsaken us. God doesn't care. God's not listening. God has walked away. God's not paying attention. He doesn't understand that I'm failing. He doesn't understand that I'm drowning. That's a lie. But we've got to begin to believe. When God puts a new song in your mouth, and I believe and I speak that over you tonight, I prophesy that over you tonight. God is going to put a new song in your mouth. And many will trust. Many will uh, see and fear and trust in the Lord because of it. He's going to bring you right up, 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 up out of that horrible pit. He's going to set your feet upon the rock. And he's going to establish your steps. You've got to believe that. You've got to believe in him. You've got to believe his word. The Lord's word is truth. So read Moses' song of the Lord. Dwell on that word. Recite those words. Speak out those promises and prayers that Moses spoke to the Lord. Declare them as yours. Take them for yours. Now, I believe that the Lord has a new song in heaven waiting to be sung. It has your name on it. It has your name on it. There's a new song in heaven waiting to be sung. It has your name on it. It's time to sing. It's time to sing the song of the Lord. It's time to sing the new song. And I pray that the Lord would put in your mouth this very night as you hear these words that I'm speaking to you, that he's going to put a new song in your mouth. And you, my friend, are going to sing like you've never sung before. You sing with all of your heart, all of your strength, and all of your soul. You sing that song unto the Lord, and you keep singing it, and you keep singing it, and you keep singing it. And when the enemy comes to remind you of the past, the failures, the disappointments, the discouragements, you remind him that you have a new song in your mouth, and you begin to sing, and you remember that the Lord is singing over you first. See, he's always been singing over you first. You just weren't aware of it. But now you are because the word says it. So you can, you can take that scripture and you can stand on that promise. The Lord is singing over me. If he's singing over you, my friend, he hasn't forgotten you. If he's singing over you, he hasn't. He is not far from you. You just have to believe his word. I want to leave you with this. It's time to sing. Well, I hope you were encouraged tonight and blessed. I know I was encouraged myself as I just shared God's word with you. So this is Dawn Noble. I want to say good night. Shalom. Shalom to you. Peace to you.